What happens when two parent coaches, one a Christian and the other an agnostic Jew, sit down to talk about parenting? I'm Dina Thayer. And I'm Kira Dorian. Welcome to Raising Adults, a podcast about future-focused parenting. This episode of Raising Adults is brought to you by AllThingsBirthAndBaby.com, Greater Seattle's biggest online directory of service providers for expectant and new parents. On AllThingsBirthAndBaby.com, you can literally find everything and everyone you need for prenatal, childbirth, postpartum, and new baby services. Go to AllThingsBirthAndBaby.com to learn more. Today, we're just going to lay the foundation for you and introduce ourselves a little bit. So, Kira, can you tell us a little bit, tell the listeners a little bit about where you're going to be coming from when you talk about the why of parenting? Yeah, I have a sort of bizarre little background, I think, um, the more I was thinking about doing this introductory episode. Um, So first and foremost, I'm an only child, which I think contributes heavily to um, how I parent and also um, where I'm lacking as a parent, just having no siblings and having two children. Um, It's always a fascinating part of my parenting that I'm navigating this thing I don't actually understand at all. Um, And so I started out my life as an actor and um, was in theater from the age of three until about the age of 30 when my twins were born. Um, But in my late 20s, I had an incredible session of hypnotherapy and decided that I really wanted to become a hypnotherapist and help other people have that incredible experience as well. So I became a hypnotherapist. And um, then about a year later, my best friend became pregnant. And she was curious how we could use hypnosis for the birth because she wanted to have a natural delivery, which at that time I thought was absolutely mental. I was like, I don't know what you're thinking. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, and But I said, sure, I'll do some research for you. And um, I looked into it and I stumbled on the hypnobirthing program. And I loved it. I read the book and it really 180'd my whole view on birth. And I thought, oh my gosh, natural delivery, that's awesome. Um, And so I was so sort of moved by the program that I decided I wanted to become a practitioner. And so I did some research. And at that time, they only offered practitioner training uh, once a year. And the training was in two weeks. And I didn't have any kids yet. So I booked a flight and I flew down to LA and I got trained. um, And I came home and I taught my best friend the program. And I was in the delivery room with her. And she had this just incredible eight-hour birth with like 15 minutes of pushing. I mean, it was just that perfect, perfect birth. Um, And I came home and I said to my husband, it works, it works. Um, And so I started teaching uh, hypnobirthing quite a bit here in Seattle. And alongside that, I had a private hypnotherapy practice. So I've worked a lot with mental health. And I know that we are going to spend some some of our podcast time talking about um, emotional intelligence and mental health. And I definitely have a background in that. But I'm also a childbirth educator. And then I became a trained doula, um, not specifically to attend births, but really to just have more information and more skills available when I was teaching childbirth classes. Um, And so about a year ago, um, I transitioned away from teaching hypnobirthing and into more parent coaching. And now, of course, I'm here with you working on this podcast and our website, allthingsbirthandbaby.com, and our bigger brand, which is Future Focused Parenting. So that's kind of my background, as weird and piecemeal as it is. (laughs) How about you? Well, that's great. I love that you started with what are your professional credentials? Because I do think it's important for our listeners to know that even though we're going to have some really comfortable chats and we are friends, it's okay for you guys to know that we're friends. Mm -hmm. But we're also professionals and we're not just going renegade and 
making stuff up as we go. So I'll share a little bit about my professional background too in terms of early parenting and why why I'm interested in that and what that's all about. So my path was also a little bit circuitous. I attended a birth in 2002 just for a dear friend of mine, but I loved it so much just helping and being alongside of her that I realized I really have to do something with this. And so I went through the doula training at Seattle Midwifery School, which is now part of Bastyr University. Our listeners in Puget Sound will know and be familiar with that school. And ended up getting credentialed as a doula and attending births and still do that, although not as often. And so that's been a really special thing to be a part of families becoming parents. And so I've always loved birth and pregnancy and just that beautiful time and helping people transition into parenthood. In the last five years or so, I've also expanded on that. And I've not only been attending births and teaching birth classes, which I've been doing for a long time, but also went into some sleep consulting and just helping families get a good night's sleep. And that seemed to lend itself really well to this idea of laying a foundation for early parenting. Because teaching your baby about circadian rhythms and all of that is very similar to figuring out why do you even do any of what you do with Mm. your baby and then infant and then toddler and so on. So that really interests me. And then, of course, when we launched allthingsbirthandbaby.com, it was an even bigger foray into how do we connect people with resources? And I know you and I are passionate about that and wanting people to be able to find great practitioners, being able to build a good team around that whole childbearing year and then the year after even and, of course, beyond. But that both of us felt it was really important for families and couples to be looking at this idea of parenting. We've talked a lot about this analogy of the wedding. We prepare so much for a wedding yes, and not as much time being given to, are we preparing for the marriage? That's actually going to last longer. This wedding is just a day. And we see the same thing. And we've talked a ton about it with birth. People spend so much time and they go to birth classes. And that's great to be diligent about that day Mm -hmm. and to be empowered and to make good informed choices and be an advocate for your own health. Absolutely. We totally support that. But Is there perhaps this unweighted perspective that gives so much attention to the birth and isn't thinking about the parenting that's going to happen for a couple decades afterwards? Right. It never stops. You never stop being a parent, right? I mean, I watch even my parents or my dad who's still alive, like, he's still my dad sometimes. Of course. I still need him like a dad. And I'm, you know, almost 40. So (laughs) it never never stops. No. It's funny because I think. One of the things that resonates so much with me about what you just said is that I was guilty of that same mentality, the the focus on the wedding. Only for me, it was the birth because I had this childbirth education background. By the time I had my kids, I had been teaching hypnobirthing for a long while and was very embedded in the program and very embedded in how important that birthing day is. And whilst I wouldn't take away from that, I think that's true, I had my twins and immediately thought, hang on, I felt really prepared for my birthing day and not at all prepared Mm -hmm. for what happened after. And one of the things that I will share throughout our podcast is what a hard transition I had into parenthood. I mean, I had all the things. I had two babies at the same time, postpartum depression. My mom ended up, you know, being diagnosed with cancer when my babies were small. So there was a lot happening that I felt completely unprepared for. And so it became a passion of mine to try and help parents prepare better. Because I do believe, much like with a wedding or a marriage, there are things you can do before you get married to prepare, to think about, to ask questions. Um, And so that is something that I will continue to speak about as we move forward with the podcast. Definitely. And I appreciate that. 
And also, I think it's great that we come to the table with some credentials and we've got some professional background, but can you also share a little bit just about you personally and what we might be hearing from you in terms of philosophical background and just where are you coming from as you kind of tackle parenting issues? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's probably my favorite part about our podcast is how incredibly different we are and yet we like each other yes. so much <laughs> and we get along so well and actually make a lot of similar choices even though the why behind those choices is different. Um, so yeah, a little bit about uh, my background. So I am I was born in a Jewish family. Both my parents are Jewish. And my mother's side of the family uh, are Holocaust survivors, um, which I think we'll talk about as we move forward around mental health and, and all of that was a, a major factor in her growing up and certainly in my growing up as well. So I was raised in a Jewish home um, and... Then I uh, married a Christian, and then my mom got sick, and I went through uh, just a dark night of the soul is probably a good way of describing it. And I would say I came out the other side of that an agnostic. Um, I'm a left liberal. Um, I call myself a raging liberal. I go pretty far to the left with most of my views. Um, and so I also have a super bizarre setup in our family home. So when my mom passed away, my dad moved in with us. Um, and so we have three adults in our home, myself, um, my husband, and my father. So my husband's a Christian. My father is an atheist. And I call myself a God-leaning agnostic Jew. Um, and so all of those perspectives kind of come come to the table for our parenting style um, and definitely influence how we converse with our children about a lot of the big issues. Um, and I'm sure that that will come up as we as we move forward. So just as a note to, um, you know, Dina and I were talking about how we will have our own listeners for this podcast. There's going to be people who are listening that resonate really on the left and maybe they're not faith-based um, that are going to be, you know, agreeing with me. Um, and then there's going to be people that are faith-based that are more on the right that are going to be agreeing and resonating with what Dina has to say. So I just want to take a moment to speak to Dina's audience and say how excited I am to be able to share my views in this safe space with this person who I adore, who has also really helped me become more open-minded to the other side of things. I think our conversations have been huge in opening my eyes and, and helping me just kind of see that there isn't right or wrong. This is just how we approach things. Um, but some things you should know about me. Whew, I have a mouth on me. I'm going to drop the F-bomb in this podcast. <laughs> um, I will try not to do it a lot. <laughs> but it's going to happen because for me, first of all, I just really like that word. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful word. And sometimes for me, it's, it's the only word that truly describes an experience, especially in parenting. I'm actually super impressed with parents that go through parenthood without dropping the F-bomb. Um, so I will drop it occasionally. But just to say that it is not meant offensively, and it is certainly not meant to alienate or ostracize anybody who's listening to this podcast that feels like, oh, I really don't like it when people swear. I promise you, I'm going to really rein it in um, and and just really want you to know that it's, it's just so much a part of who I am. Being able to be myself in this podcast is important. And just like I wouldn't want Dina to pull any parts of her out for the sake of pleasing everyone, we just really wanted to come to this podcast okay with the fact that we're not going to please everyone, but we bring two sides to the table. So hopefully everyone feels hurt. Exactly. And that's what makes it so unique and special. And I wouldn't want you 
to be here and not be you. So, but thank you for that because I do think it's important for maybe people who, you know, don't prefer that language to just know that the heart behind it isn't yucky. It's just that's who you are. And we're going to embrace that because we are coming from different perspectives. And that's part of what makes this great. Right. And I am going to rein it in. I just want to be clear. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen more than once an episode. So when you hear it, you'll be like, that was the F-bomb. Got that one out of the Got way. Got that one out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So just housekeeping. Would you like to introduce at least maybe the ages, genders of your kiddos? Oh, that sure. Kind of stuff. That's a great idea. Okay. So um, I have boy-girl twins who were a huge surprise. Um, I'm just going to share that story, actually, because it's one of my favorite stories. So my husband is a twin. He also has a twin sister. But um, for those of you who don't know, fraternal twins, so boy-girl or fraternal twins, fraternal twins are the result of a mother popping two eggs. So it has nothing to do with the father. So the fact that my husband has twins is a fluke. Um, and I'm an only child, so my and my husband and I at the time of getting pregnant were actors. So we had sort of thought financially we could handle one baby. Like, we're ready. We're ready for one baby. And I thought, one baby? I know how to do one. I'm, I was one baby. I can do a baby. And so we got pregnant, and we went to our first ultrasound. And the doctor said, oh, well, there's the pregnancy. Oh, well, there's the twin pregnancy. Just like we were expecting this news. Like, this was just, you know, of course we were having twins. So I proceeded to drop the F-bomb because we know this about me. <laughs> Um, and then burst into tears and said, how are we going to pay for college? Um, and my husband was thrilled because, of course, this is what he knew growing up and said, oh, it's a family. Mm. So we had very different different views on that experience. But anyway, that's a, a long way of saying that. Um, yeah, so I am married to a lovely man named David and um, I have of boy-girl twins. Reese is my son. Rhiannon is my daughter. And they, at the time of this recording, are on the brink of their seventh birthday. Great. Thank you for that. And I know we'll get to hear some stories about them. So that's oh, yeah. why I There's just wanted plenty of stories listeners about them. to at least have heard their names and know who they are. Mm -hmm. yeah. How about you? Tell well, us all, all the things, all the things. All the things. Well, philosophically, of course, we're super different, but that's fun. So let me tell you a little bit about that. And some of just the important pieces of where I'll be coming from. And I am a Christian, and so that colors a lot of what I do and just impacts so many decisions, including my parenting. And it's it's just been huge. But I've really enjoyed, I'll say the same, I've really enjoyed and savored and come to just cherish and love my friendship with you because I haven't really, and I don't know, this might be some of our listeners' experience too, I haven't really before been exposed to a friendship with someone who thought so differently but could still be amazing, respectful, not judge me mm. when we maybe come at things from a different angle. That's been really special to me. And I just appreciate that. And I'm excited for those listening to get to hear that, that there's a, a dialogue that can happen where even when you disagree, you can come out and still be friends. And I think that's been really a treat for me and actually has even changed my perspective on what I think of when I think of a whole group of people who think differently of me, I now have this great example. Well, they might be like Kira. So it could <laughs> Those be raging great. liberals it might not be, be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just so interesting because I'm sure the same thing yeah. has happened on the other side. Absolutely. People, oh, conservative Christians, yikes. Well, and, <laughs> and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's really important because my exposure to Christians leading up to meeting my husband and his family because they're a lot like you. They're really lovely and accepting and open-minded, but was not positive. It was not 
positive. I mean, I was told I was going to hell. I was told that the Holocaust never happened, which as the descendant of Holocaust survivors is just Ugh. horrific. Um, there was a boy in high school who wouldn't date me because I was Jewish. You know, there were, and I didn't even have that much anti-Semitism growing up, but my exposure to Christianity beforehand was really hurtful. I mean, for lack of a better word. So to have a relationship with someone where exactly what you said, it's um, respectful and kind. And um, I always feel, I, I just don't feel judged. I feel like we dialogue so well. Um, it, it was very helpful for me because it helped me view Christianity completely differently. It was like, wow, this I can get on board with. Like this view of the world through the Christian eyes of, of people who were really Christian and really lived those values is beautiful. So it's been wonderful for me as well. Mm, Sorry, so I interrupted nice you. You, you. No, continue. but that's great. And that's great to hear because I really hope, and just like you did, and addressing what, what people are going to hear, I want our listeners to know they're going to hear me talk about the Bible or Jesus, but that's never meant to be off-putting. It's just because that is who I am. And one of the things I know is important to both of us is that we are about future-focused parenting and raising adults, which means you're playing the long game, and so you've got to be thinking about your why. So we're going to share our why, but most of what you're going to hear is the what and the how, and it will be really practical. I just want people to know that when they hear my why, it isn't because I'm saying, you have to do it this way, and that's really not the heart of it. In fact, I'm really hopeful that those of you listening and even those of you who might align more with Kira will get to hear some things you've never heard from a Christian and that it might be really refreshing. So that's my hope. So that's where I'm at philosophically. As far as my family, one of the things I think you'll hear coming out from me is I'm in a blended family. And so that also really is part of the backdrop of what we do because we're working to be in a remarriage and to combine two families into one, which actually is a super beautiful thing, but doesn't come without its speed bumps for sure. And I'm married to a fantastic man, Scott, and we have five teenagers. So he brought three kiddos into the marriage and I brought two and they are all in the angsty emo love right now. It's really fun. So they are currently 14, 16, 16, 18, and 19. And you'll get to hear about all of them. Our oldest is Zach and then Blake and then Shaylin. And then my two bio kids are the youngest, Sienna, my daughter, and Marcelino, my son, who's 14. You'll all mostly hear me call him Mark. But that's our people. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. And I think it's going to be really great and exciting to just dive into this. Oh, I agree. Do you want to talk a little bit about what future-focused parenting means? Sure. Like, what is that? What are we What are we talking about, Dina? What is our podcast about? Can we tell everyone, like, what, what it's all about? Yes, let's. Well, we are about, and I think professionally and personally, we've come to this as our friendship grew and also as our professional relationship grew, but we are about the long game and not doing what's expedient, over what is best. We're looking at parenting with two really important keys. One being there has to be a strong why, because sometimes the how is really hard. And when the how is hard and when you're in the trenches, when you can come back to that why, why am I doing it this way? What really matters to me that makes me want to raise people in this way? It helps. So you have this foundation of why. But the other thing that's important to us, and it's even reflected in the title, Raising Adults, is we're looking to the future and that is a similar with the why-how dichotomy. It's a now-then dichotomy. Instead of getting caught up in it's really hard right now, it's going, but it's going to be great then. And those are two things that I think are really important to us is thinking about the future and thinking about it from a foundation of 
knowing why and having some purpose behind what we're doing, not just winging it, really coming to parenting with intention. Yeah, because it's like the most important thing you're ever going to do. Absolutely. I mean, the concept that you could wing bringing up a person that's going to contribute to society beyond even your lifetime, hopefully. It's huge. You can't wing that. You need to give oh. give that some thought. Winging it seems kind of absurd, Yeah, actually. when you put it that way, right? Yes. So, yeah, and I think also going from surviving to thriving. I see a lot of families that because they're doing what's expedient, which is completely understandable, right? It's hard. Parenting is hard. Super like, hard. we're going to talk about that a lot. It's This is not easy. You will hear our hard. Yes, you <laughs> yeah. will hear our hard. Um, but I think that because... It is hard. Sometimes we do make this expedient decision and then we start surviving the situation instead of using future-focused parenting to go from surviving to thriving. Absolutely. And I think, sadly, so many people especially make it through those early years kind of white-knuckling it. And I really want us to be able to say, listen, you guys, you can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It can be really fun and you can not only thrive and feel that you're doing well and feel confident in your parenting abilities, but you can really enjoy your children. And I think, sadly, a lot of people don't, maybe until they're older or ever, Mm -hmm. because they're just each stage that comes, they're like, okay, now I got to get through this part. Right. Because again, it's really hard. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. We're, We're excited to launch into many episodes of this parenting journey with you and just talking with you and sharing some hopefully really practical tools with you. But we wanted you to know where we're coming from and just have a chance to meet us. So thanks for listening. And we look forward to having you along with us in future episodes. For more information, you can go to RaisingAdultsPodcast.com or our bigger brand, FutureFocusParenting.com. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded in my laundry room. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating, tell your friend, share it on Facebook and Instagram. It's amazing how much those positive reviews and word of mouth is the key to a successful podcast. So if you like what you hear, give us that five-star rating and we can bring you more of it. Thanks for listening.